Hi, welcome back to The Right Type. Today I'm here with Adiba, whose last name I can't say and she keeps on bullying me for it because I'm an awful mean colonizer. Um, I mean, I can say your last name, so you should be able to say mine. I know, it's actually awful. I'm going to learn one of these days. Um, like, I say it, but I never say it right. But one time I said her name on, like, my podcast, and then she texted me after and was like, you can't say my last name. And I was like, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm here with Adiba, and she's not here to bully me today, actually. She's here to tell me some of her favourite queer recommendations for books. And so am I. We're going to recommend five books and then have like a bonus book at the end. Um, but yeah, let's just get right into it. I hate like faffing about. So um, Adiba, you go first. Well, I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot so fast. I am, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very rude, but okay. Um, by the way, you say you say Jagerdar. That's like, that's how you pronounce it. I guess the first book on my list is We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. Um, it's a book about this girl called Marin, and um, we kind of see her um, talking about, like, grief um, and family. Um, so the book starts with her at university, and one of her friends, who she hasn't seen in a long time, is coming over, and um, she's very, very anxious about this, and... Um, at the same time we kind of go back to the past and we see how her and her friend were really really close um they had like um a lot of like sexual tension as well and we see what her life was like before she came to university when she was with her grandfather and she lived in the seaside town and it goes between past and present and it just shows like Marin's life and the things that have changed um and it's like a really really sad book because it is about like grief um it's about like depression and all of that but it's just so beautiful it's so beautifully written i like ugly cried when i read it like throughout the entire book um but i love it it's amazing did you cry more than um you cried with the season finale of how to get with murder i cried more than that yeah wow okay i'm gonna just, read that have you not read it i haven't you've been telling me to but like you haven't my yeah i haven't because i'm just so bad at reading these days <laughs> yeah you need to read it okay well i do like depressing crap so um i'll check it out and i also really love nina lacour's uh podcast so i've been meaning to read one of her books i, I own all of them they're just in storage right now because i'm between places um but yeah i'll check that out and my first recommendation is the henna wars by adiba and (laughs) i was gonna just miss it out and hope that no one would notice um (laughs) but um yeah so my like first recommendation is the henna wars and it's basically a book about a girl named nishat and she is coming out as a lesbian on the first page i think what i loved about it the the most was that i think the coming out stories that I'm used to reading in YA, um, they're like in the closet for like the entire book. And then at the end, we find out like the big reveal if their family hate them or not. With Adiba, it's like the first page. It's just like, first line even, it's just like, I'm coming out and I'm like, oh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's a really amazing book about um, two queer girls of color, which is very, very, very rare in YA, unfortunately um one called Flavia one called Nishat it's also about like sibling relationships 
Um, it's about henna and the appreciation of culture. Wow. Um, I really need to check that book out. It sounds interesting. No, don't steal it from me. I want everybody else to read it. You don't get to. That's really mean. Um, <laughs> okay, I guess I'll talk about my next book. Um, so my next recommendation is The Sound of Stars by Alicia Dow. Um, first of all, I think everybody should like look up this book and just look at that beautiful cover because it's amazing. Um, like I think it's one of the best covers of 2020. I just love it. Um, the Sun of Stars is basically about the Earth being um, colonized by these aliens called Ilori. Um, and these aliens, they don't like anything that elicit emotions in people, so they've banned everything that can elicit emotions. So art, um, books, uh, music, all of that has been banned. Um, so if you are caught like listening to music or whatever, um, you can be like killed, basically. And in this world, um, there is this girl um, called Ellie, and she basically runs the secret library. And then there's this alien called Morris, and he loves human music. And then the two um, kind of run into each other. Ellie's afraid of what's going to happen to her. Uh, Morris has a few secrets, and they basically have to go and save the world. Um, it's like it's like this amazing book because so much of the time when you read sci-fi and you read about like you know aliens colonizing Earth or whatever, or aliens colonizing other aliens, um, I feel like there's a lot missing. Like it's all white people, or it's all of these like alien creatures, and it's like you see like metaphors about um, race, uh, like from our world being pulled over into this world where brown and black people usually don't exist. But in the Sun of Stars, um, like brown and black people do exist. Ellie is black um, and she's, I think she's demisexual. Um, and, you know, she has like a romance with a girl in there for a little bit as well. Um, but, in this book, you can kind of see that like racial tensions existed in the in Earth before the aliens came, and just because the aliens are there and humans all have a common enemy, doesn't mean that all the humans are suddenly like they're all like kumbaya, like friends. They love each other. They have to attack the aliens. That's not how it is. Because realistically, that's you know that's how it would be. Um, so that's like one of my favorite things about this book. I just think it's so realistic in the way that it talks about like aliens um, and race and all of that. Um, I also think like it's obviously it can kind of be a serious book, but at the same time, it's so fun and lighthearted at the same time because so much of the book is just like Ellie and Morris talking about um, their love for like books, their love for music. And something that Alicia does that I love is she references all of these like YA books and she doesn't, she doesn't ever say the titles of the book. So she'll say like, there's a book about like this black girl and there's like a shooting from the police and she has to figure out how to like use her voice, which is like pug, you know? Um, but she has like so many of these references and it's so fun to like go through the book and be like, Oh, what book is this? What book is that? So yeah, it's just an amazing book that I recommend everybody should read. 
Thank you. Actually, I still have to read that. I've just been having such a slow reading year. And I love Alicia as a person, so I'm going to enjoy this book because I've heard that the book is basically just Alicia summed up as a person. I feel like, I feel like every single book that Alicia, like, writes is so much her. Like, even, um, even her next book, I can't remember exactly what it's about, but I remember when she was telling me, I was like, this sounds like you. And she's, she's, like, been working on, like, a foodie fantasy, um, and obviously, whenever you hear like food and Alicia, you're like, yeah, that's Alicia because she's always baking amazing things. Um, so yeah, like I feel like all of her books are like so much of her personality. Yeah, I agree. And my next recommendation is The Black Flamingo by Dean Atta. And this book is amazing. I'm always talking about it. Actually, Dean will be on the podcast next week. Um, but yeah, so the book is about a boy named Michael and he grows up in London and he's kind of basically trying to navigate being mixed race, um, his sexuality and also just trying to fit in and find himself in this world. And he finds himself at university through drag and it's just such a beautifully written book. It's written in verse, which I really like. Um, I like most books written in verse because uh, I love poetry. And yeah I really recommend it it's just so amazing and I really love how many discussions um Dean has throughout the book like just about like race and the nuances there and sexuality and like internalized racism because like he goes through some parts where he's like really obsessing over white guys I think I think a lot of people can like relate to that um and then he realizes what's actually going on and why he's like you know obsessing over white guys all the time but yeah just such an amazing book and i highly recommend it yeah i love i love the black flamingo it's such an amazing book um and i love i love um i don't know if you've seen dean like read out you know the like the coming out poem at the end of the book yes have you seen him have you like listened to him read it i have yes on pink yeah it's so yeah it's so like he does such an amazing job reading it he really does i, I love just that. love the way he reads <laughs> And there's just so much emotion in his words and his voice. And he just, I don't know, he has such a command over language that I really wish I had. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, The Black Flamingo is amazing. Everybody should read that. Um, okay, my next recommendation is Like a Love Story by Abdi Nazemian. I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, so I'm sorry about that. Um, it's basically this historical novel set in 1989 so it's basically like uh, like towards the end of the AIDS crisis I guess um I think that's towards the end of the AIDS crisis in the U.S. um and it's about these three teenagers um one of them is called Reza and he's um like an Iranian immigrant in the U.S. and he's gay um but he basically thinks that if he acts on his feelings um he is going to get AIDS um, because that's kind of how it's been portrayed to him for most of his, or for, um, or uh, since he moved to America, that's how it's been portrayed to him. Um, and then there's this girl called Judy, um, who is like this um, plus sized girl, and she is best friends with this girl, with this boy called Art. Um, and Art is gay and he's out. Um, in a school so he faces a lot of homophobia 
Um, and it's basically a book about the three of them um, and how they kind of navigate this world where AIDS is a thing and where so many people that they know are suffering from it and for so many of the gay men that they that they know um it seems like they're counting down the days until they will die um so it's kind of like them being teenagers and trying to be teenagers and trying to enjoy life but at the same time just being so afraid of what it means to be gay that sounds so heartbreaking i really want to read that i feel like i'm just writing down all of like adiba's um recommendations because i just love sad books which sounds awful but um yeah and also i've spoken to people who grew up during that time and i just don't know how people like mentally have recovered from that like because i i don't know a lot about that period of history in the u.s um like obviously i haven't like grown up in america um so like we don't learn that specific history but i think i learned a lot from reading this book and i think abdi does just just such an amazing job of like tapping into like the emotions of the characters like i remember there's this there's this one line i can't remember it exactly but one of the characters says like love shouldn't be like this like it shouldn't be about fear basically and i just remember like being so moved by it um and like obviously i can't understand it but i i felt like i could feel what the characters were feeling because it was just such an emotional book my next recommendation is people like us by dana meal which i always talk about because i love it so much it's a ya thriller um and it kind of follows a group of girls at a school a boarding school and someone dies and they're all kind of suspects um and you slowly find out what's going on but it was just so casually queer and i love how like the main character was like in love with her best friend and there was so much tension between them it just that type of angst is just what drives me as a person and also um it was very sapphic and um what else yeah it was just really really nice and beautifully written and i really recommend it that's a very you book yeah it really is it's like mean girls but with murder that's basically you in a nutshell yeah i don't kill people um but that's what Um, i like (laughs) are we sure about that we're very sure i don't even kill cats people think i kill cats i love cats you know for somebody who doesn't kill cats the conversation about killing cats comes up a lot (laughs) (laughs) um whatever just tell them the next thing and stop trying to get me arrested okay fine um so the next book um is the luminous dead by caitlin sterling i think that's her name and i can't remember the name of the main character i'm just gonna look it up very quick okay um, okay, so the next book is The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starling. Um, and it's another science fiction novel. It's about this girl called Geyer, or Gyre. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. Um, but she is basically a caver. So in this world, um, there's like lots of different um, planets, and they all have like 
these really deep caves. So something that um, a lot of people do here is they go caving um, and they have to like discover what is like in the caves. But it can be very dangerous because there's like these kind of monster things that can like attack you. And if you, if they kind of see you, um, then you're basically dead. Um, so in this world, um, Jire or Geyer, um, she, ha- she is on this expedition in a cave um, and she has this handler and the entire book is actually just the two of them. They're the only characters. So it's a very claustrophobic book because you're in a cave with these two characters. Um, so she's going through this cave and she realizes that there's something weird about this expedition because sometimes like where supplies are supposed to be are not there supplies have been used up and she also realizes that for an expedition which is quite long her handler never changes it's the same handler so throughout this book she's like she basically she can't leave this cave um but she also feels like she can't trust the only person who is supposed to be our confidant. Um, and obviously there's all of the things with like, is there somebody in the cave with her? Is she going to get caught up with like the collapses in the cave? What actually is going on? And she also doesn't know why she's in this expedition, like what she's looking for. So yeah, it's like this really like creepy claustrophobic book. Like I remember reading it and there were times when I like, felt physical anxiety reading it I was like like my heart was beating so fast and I I felt like I was in that cave with her um and that something like bad was gonna happen somebody was gonna like attack me from behind or something like it was a really creepy anxiety inducing read but it was like fantastic it's honestly like one of the best books I've probably ever read just because it like it really elicited so many emotions from me that I, I feel like I've never felt before reading a book, um, but I could never read it again because I would like, I, I, would, I would be too anxious. Is this YA? No, it is not YA. Oh, does it have to be YA? No. <laughs> okay, it's not YA, it's adult. Okay, that's interesting. Because I've never heard of it and I've heard of like most YA t- titles in the last couple of years. So I was like, oh, what's that? I mean, like, it's FF. Um, I feel like a lot of FF books don't, I guess, um, get spoken about that much. And also, it's, I guess it's technically, like, horror as well. It's, like, horror, science fiction, and it's FF. Um, so you don't see a lot of books like that. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I feel like sapphic books really, really don't get any love. Yeah, it's quite sad as a writer of sapphic fiction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next book recommendation I have is Alice in Wonderland by Simon James Green who will be on the podcast the week after next week um, Simon's one of my favourite authors of all time he's a British YA author and he's just so funny like his characters are so awkward and it just feels very authentic to like teenage experience I started reading him when he, I was a teenager so I feel like I really related to his characters um like in one of his books Noah can't even there's a scene where his character is trying to make tea for a girl he likes and um <laughs> and his he only has one tea bag left and the tea bag like drops into like the bin and he picks it up because he's desperate and I was like you're gonna poison this girl anyway he's just like he's, he's chaotic <laughs> 
But um, Alex in Wonderland is basically about gentrification and a boy named Alex who um, gets a summer job and there's like a mystery going on. He's also like, you know, there's a guy at work that he fancies and there's like, you know, like internalized homophobia that was like explored and everything. It's just so lovely. I read it and it made me feel so happy. I think that's something I love about Simon's books. I often avoid reading sometimes because I feel like I never know if I'm gonna feel happy after I read the book. But with Simon's books, it's kind of like a guarantee um, that I will feel happy or lighter afterwards. Um, And while he does deal with like some heavy topics, it's always like humor and a happy ending. And yeah, I really love his books. I feel like, I love how you went from, like, like people like us to, um, oh, like, this really happy book. <laughs> <laughs> like, polar opposites. Really, yeah. So, my next book is Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Iyamide. Wrong. I'm joking. <laughs> um, so... Ace of Spades is about um, these two teenagers called Devon and Chiamaka, and they're the only two black kids in this um, private school called Nivius. Is it a private school? Yeah. Yeah, in this private school called Nivius Academy. Um, And um, at the beginning of the year, they start getting these texts from somebody called Aces, Um, who is basically revealing their secrets. Um, And they both have a lot of secrets that, like, to be revealed. So they're pretty scared. Um, It's a thriller. It's amazing. It's, like, pitched as Get Out meets Gossip Girl, um, which is just one of the most amazing pitches I've ever heard. Um, It's so, like, for a thriller, it's so thrilling. Um, like, I don't read that many thrillers, but when I was reading this book, like, I remember there was this one time with this one scene where I literally, like, fell off the bed because by, like, the reveal. I just wasn't expecting it. Like, it's just a book that keeps you, like, turning the pages. Um, and it's also, like, so clever. It's about institutionalized racism. Um, and like the commentary in it is amazing, but also like doesn't hit you over the head with it. It's just a really clever book that is also super exciting to read, and I love it. Thanks. And it's gay. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's obvious because that's like the episode. But yeah, it's also very gay. People just don't know that my book is gay. I feel like actually, I was telling my sister about my book, and um. She was like, let me guess, Devon and Chiamaka fall in love. And I was like, LOL, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. Sure. Um, are Devon and Chiamaka... I'm cutting this out. No! (laughs) How dare you ask me a question like that? Um, so my next book is The Last Bus to Everland by Sophie Cameron. I just recently read this book. It's so amazing. Um, it's set in Edinburgh. And if you didn't know, I love Edinburgh. I don't live there. I live in Aberdeen, which is like further up in the Highlands. 
Um, but yeah, it's set in Scotland. And so I was just, number one, I was enjoying the fact that I knew locations. That just makes me really excited. I don't know why. Um, and also I was enjoying um, the dialect. They had a lot of like Edinburgh dialect in it and stuff. It was really, really nice um, to hear. I'm just a really big fan of language as well. Like in Aberdeen, I made sure I understood all the language and like the dialect. So like now I can answer to stuff in, um, what do you call it? Doric, which is like the dialect of Aberdeen. Anyway, this is not about Aberdeen. Um, so the book is about a boy, I can't remember his name, um, <laughs> but he basically is struggling with school and he's kind of depressed and um, he's being bullied as well by these two girls. Also, I must say, this book has the best first line ever. I think the first line goes something like, this would never have happened if we didn't name the bloody cat Tinkerbell. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny and that just sucked me into the book because I could just get the humour straight away. Um, but yeah, he has a cat named Tinkerbell. And so the book is about this boy. He's depressed and he's being bullied at school. And he stumbles across this group of friends who go to this place called Everland every Thursday. And Everland is this place where time stops and anything is possible. People can fly there. You can go to anywhere. And the concept is that there are doors in every city. And um, if you find a door, you can enter. And basically, there are doors like around the world. So people are there from all over. And this book sounds really fun until it gets scary. So it's kind of a thriller as well. And the doors start disappearing. And you can't go through a door you didn't come from, basically. So if your door disappears, you're stuck in Everland forever. And um, it's really scary. Like, it's... People don't know what time is. Like... If you're there, you're there for one second, basically. And it's like, how do I describe this? It just sounds so claustrophobic. Like apparently it's such a big place, like space, like it's endless. But at the same time, that to me sounds very scary and claustrophobic. Um, but yeah, it's amazing and just so well written. And I'm a, now a really big fan of Sophie Cameron. I know her debut is Sapphic. And so I bought it from the other day and I'm going to read it. Um, and that's also kind What's of... What's her debut? It's... I can't remember what it's called, but it's also set in Edinburgh and it's like about um, these angels that are falling from the sky and a girl whose dad is ha- like hunting these angels. It sounds paranormal, but her books are kind of mm-hmm. like Adam Severa's in a sense that there's like contemporary with a twist. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that The Last Bus to Everland sounds really good. I really want to read it now. Yeah, I really appreciate books that are not set in London because I feel like... Um, London's kind of the America of the UK YA. <laughs> um, things just have, happen to just be set there all the time. And in England as well, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I love books that are just not set in America or London, really. Um, do you have it, that book? I do. Can you lend it to me next time you see me? Sure, I meant to go to Dublin to visit Adiba, but actually I'm going there for donuts. Um, but she doesn't know that. I thought we were gonna go to Netherlands once this is over, so we can have our oh, yeah. our um, cheese. Yeah, when this whole coronavirus is over, me and Adiba are going back to the Netherlands for cheese. When we were there, it was a very, very embarrassing, but humbling moment where we realized that cheese was like stepping on our necks, um, and we were now like <laughs> we were now servants of cheese. I don't even like cheese but we're that also, much. We were also really 
stupid because we only had those like oh yeah those chips with cheese cheese sauce on like the last day but if we had realized how good it was we could have just had it like every day i'm so upset about it actually <laughs> i was remembering the other day because me and diva had this like these chips these fries right and they were just amazing i remembered to myself i was like did I even speak to Adiba while I was eating that? Because I was in a different world. I was just like, this is amazing. And like the world disappeared and it was just me and like the fries. And then I looked up and I saw Adiba was like finished. And I was like... <laughs> also, did I tell you my crackers came? Like the um, oh, cheesy crackers thing from Netherlands. Yeah. Yay, so happy. you didn't tell me. I didn't. I don't tell you anything. You don't. You're really rude. I don't even know who you are. Um, okay. <laughs> the bonus one now. Okay, so your bonus one has to be very, very big. It has to be explosive. Wow, if I had known that. Okay, actually, my bonus one is really good. Um, it's Girls of Paper and Fire by Natasha Nayan. Um, which, again, like, you should look at the cover because it, it is stunning. Um, and it's actually a trilogy. So Girls of Paper and Fire is the first book. Um, and then the sequel is called Girls of storm and something shadow i remember storm and yeah storm and shadow and then her last book is called girls of fate and fury um and it's not out yet it's going to come out next year um and i'm very anxious because i don't know what's going to happen in that ending and i might die um so that would be sad if i died um anyway girls of paper and fire it's basically set in this world where there are different castes and the main character lay she's of the paper cast which is basically the lowest cast and they're very ill-treated um in the world that they live in um and uh, when she was a kid her mom was basically taken away um by like the higher caste people um so she's a bit traumatized from that um but then one day um they come for her as well. And the thing that makes Lei stand out is that she has these golden eyes that paper cast girls usually don't have. Um, so that's why they come for her and they take her away. Um, and the reason to take her away is because every year um, the king chooses eight um, paper girls basically to be his concubines. Um, but this year he picked nine with Lei being the nine because of her golden eyes. Um, so she is chosen um, to to go to the castle and to be trained as a concubine for the king. Um, and, you know, there are lots of rules for being a concubine, which is like, you know, you're only allowed to, like, have sexual relations with the king. Um, you can't have sexual relations with anybody in the castle um, or with anyone else. Um, you're not allowed to, like, fall in love with anyone or whatever. Um, but Lei... Um, starts developing feelings for another one of the paper girls, which is Ren. Um, so it's basically like their story, um, how the two of them kind of survive and all of the things that they go through um, as they are forced to be concubines for the king. Um, it's like, it's an amazing story um just because i've never really read a story like this before um like if you do go into reading it 
just be very wary. It's very heavy, you know, lots of trigger warnings for like rape um, and like abuse. Um, There's a lot of scenes that are very, very difficult to read, but I just think like Natasha Nayan does such an amazing job of handling all of these heavy topics. Um, And I just really love the fact that in this book, Lei and Ren and their love for each other is kind of like the driving force. Um, And I've never really read that before because in so many like queer books, it's like, oh, like you're queer. um, And that's, that's like what you're kind of struggling against. And I guess that is kind of true here as well. But at the same time, the book presents like their love for each other as like the thing that gives them power as the thing that kind of allows them, um, you know, to do the things that they do in the book. And I need to read that as well. I just am so behind on so many releases. And Natasha is such a lovely person. Actually, I went to BookCon last year and her line was huge. I remember I had several friends who woke up at like 5am to go to like line up for her signing. It was crazy. She is so lovely. Remember when we were at um, Yelk and like I'm pretty sure I like I got to sign up for her line so early, but I was still like number 100 or something. Um, but then remember after her panel, I just went up and said hi, and she just like spoke to me there, and she like signed my book and took a picture. Yeah, like, she was so lovely. Oh, she was so nice. I remember that panel. I really liked it. I'm so sad that Yalk is cancelled this year. I really, really love Yalk, and I feel like um, it would have been so good this year. But oh well. Um, I wonder if they're gonna do something online. It'll be interesting. Kinda, I think they suggest they said something about it possibly. Um, like thinking about doing something online I guess we'll see my bonus book is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid which is a very popular choice um, but it's basically about like a Hollywood star from like the 40s or 50s I can't remember which one um, and her name's Evelyn Hugo and she has seven husbands and so everyone wants to know her story because it's just so interesting and I think the author based it on like a mixture of Elizabeth Taylor and like Marilyn Monroe and all the kind of greats from back then um but she made Evelyn uh, a person of colour um and so it's just such an interesting story it goes into race and like having to assimilate in Hollywood and being white passing and femininity and like sexism and it's just so lovely and it's also very sapphic and I love it I love it as well it's such a good book I want to write something that good someday like I think I before I read this book I was so weary of adult books because they're just so boring um but <laughs> this was not boring at all I think I read it like in one sitting yeah yeah it was yeah I'm pretty sure like I read it super fast as well it was just so easy to like read read that book yeah it was um and yeah so that's my bonus book but thank you so much for like being on my podcast and sharing your book recommendations I particularly like the one about like the gay black kids anyway so (laughs) you know what that's my least favorite one wow I think you don't have taste (laughs) (laughs) Um, where can people find you on like online like your website and twitter and stuff um so my website is adibajagirdara.com my Twitter is Adiba underscore J and my Instagram is D-I-B-S underscore J. Thank you. Do you have any last words about queer literature um, to share with everyone? 
I feel like queer literature is becoming really diverse um, now. And there's so much good queer literature coming out or that has already come out in 2020. And I hope that like we just keep getting more and more and we keep getting like more and more diverse books um, because that's what we need. So I have like really great hopes for the future of queer literature. Thank you.